Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome. This is Better Than Yesterday. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Osher Ginsberg and it's the 27th of January, 2023. I'm back home after being away for a long time on our summer break. I haven't had a holiday this long in such a long time, but it was the kind of holiday where I reckon about six days ago, because we got back last night, I reckon six days ago, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of ready to get back and start doing work. I was away from work so long, I missed it. And that's, I think that's a good point to get to, you know, when you're having a holiday, when you kind of get a bit itchy feet and you're going, yeah, you know, I mean, I love these people. They're great. I love them all. I love doing this stuff in this beautiful place, eating this delightful papaya. And... I kind of just kind of want to get stuck into that thing that I've got on my mind and that pro- that thing that I'm working on and that, that thing I want to make happen and that work on this thing to make that thing better and do this. Like, I think that's a good sign. It was um, an amazing holiday. We spent some of it in Queensland with my in-laws and we spent a couple of weeks in Fiji, Audrey's home country. We haven't been to her home country in years I'm waving my hand in the general direction of a pandemic. And uh, look, there was a lot to catch up on. There was a wedding and a 70th and an 85th and seeing mates we haven't seen for so long and babies to meet and all kinds of stuff. And culturally, it was astounding. One of the events we went to was it was a wedding and it was um, a proper traditional Fijian village wedding and it was amazing. It was on an island that I think it only recently, I think it got a power line put in, I think two months ago or a month ago. That's how recent this island has got power. Quite isolated island. We all had to get long boats out there, like big kind of 12 foot long fiberglass things with outboards. 
It was stunning. Huge, big, long tables, food cooked in an earth oven, gifts of, you know, whole pigs being given from, because it's two village families coming together as well as the bride and groom, and gifts of a whole pig and other large animals that are eaten in a culturally appropriate way um, that might make you wince, but, you know, if you live in the North Faroe Islands, somewhere between Denmark and Norway or Greenland, um, you eat whales. That's what you eat, you know. So some of these parts of the world, eating turtles is a thing. And sure enough, we, we roll in and this turtle on her back covered in palm fronds waiting for the right moment for, for cooking. She was alive and um, we were talking to the kids about it like, oh, my God, we've got to save her. And I was like, yeah, I appreciate that, but that's food. That's what's getting eaten here. And um, we had to have this whole chat about, like, you know, what do you, what do you think cows are? And we, it was one of those moments, but it was amazing. It was amazing. I'll never forget watching Wolfie uh, run through the, I guess, kind of like the little square of the, of the little village between some of the houses there with the other kids. I think one or two of them had a little bit of English, but they didn't matter. They were just kids fooling around and Wolfie wanted to go climb a tree and these kids showed him how to climb their favourite climbing tree. And they were just amazing. They looked after him and took care of him and helped him climb this tree by the ocean. It was unbelievable, man. I don't think I've ever met that many young people, and I'm talking like I met people up to their teen years, who'd never really, I mean, there's weren't, there was no phones. Nobody was on phones. The iPad was the tree. That's what we play today. We're, this is what we're playing. And, you know, Wolf was, there's a long ceremony, right? There was a lot of, there's a lot of, a lot of ceremony. It was hours, hours long, the wedding. And so Wolf's getting, a, you know, a bit edgy. So I, I, I took him in, you know, we're exploring with the other kids. And Wolf and I started, started playing, you know, imaginary toddler games. Next thing I know, I'm surrounded by all these kids and we're, bit of Fijian, bit of English. We're all playing firefighters or we're playing mechanics or emergencies. I can't remember what we were playing. It's amazing. And we were all in it. We were so immersed in it. It's beautiful. Didn't matter that it was pissing with rain. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Such a glorious time. It's a beautiful country. And um, I'm just so grateful to, to be able to participate in that being at that level of kind of cultural immersion. Not everybody gets a chance to do that. It's an extraordinary privilege to do that. And you'd think being in those moments, I would have my, uh, be as present as possible, right? But somewhere in the back of my mind was like, January 27, January 27, doing a show, doing a show, doing a show. You're trying to do a comedy show. Try to do a comedy show. No one knows you for doing live comedy. You're selling tickets to a comedy show. And as the holiday ended, this might have contributed to my <laughs> kind of want to get home. As the holiday ended, my thoughts turned more and more to, fuck me, I'm, I've got this live show and we're going to go. And I'm not going to lie, I started to get a bit consumed by it. I was keeping an eye on how many tickets were getting sold and started to make judgments on how many people are buying it and, and started to really fucking panic, to be honest. And I guess in my experience, my life started to change when I started to look, deliberately look for 
clues and look for the moment essentially and look for, try to be in tune with hints and listen, listen for lessons and listen for guidance. And it's not saying that some voice comes out of nowhere. It's just keeping your ear out and understanding and getting these tiny little moments of serendipity and taking that information and making a choice in a direction you otherwise wouldn't. And one of the books I'm reading at the moment, I'm reading a number of books at the moment. One of the books I'm reading at the moment is a book called Intuition Pumps. It's a, a mental models book. I'm really fascinated by mental models. And it's a, basically a book by a philosopher for students of philosophy to be like, hey, use these things when you're thinking about stuff so you don't have to make the mistakes that we made. You can start here and now you've got a bit of a bit of a boost. And there's about 250 or 300 models in the book. And one of them was make mistakes. And so I'm reading this thinking about, oh, fuck, I spent all this money on microphones and I'm paying a cast and I've booked a theatre and, you know, I've this, that is, you know, I've got to make, sell this many tickets to break even and da, 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 I've booked the Melbourne National Comedy Festival. How the fuck am I going to make this fuck? Hey, I'm panicking. And I'm reading this book and it really helped me reframe this idea of, look, the academics who have a pristine record do so because they never go out on a limb and, and make a mistake. And the idea that there cannot be learning if there is no learner and to make a big mistake and make a bold mistake and then it, it is in that making of that mistake, it is in the correction of that mistake where the leap happens. And I started to think about that and it really helped because I've always loved improvisational theatre. I've always loved improv. It's how I started in radio. I started out coming out of theatre sports, moving into radio. I started it when I was in America. It really helped. Everything you see me do on television is, has a background in that. And I've never really found a way to be able to do it as a thing on stage until creating this show, this news show, NTNN, NNN. And I've never been known really to be in the comedy space. I'm generally a whispery person or a very shouty person on television. My jobs on television do not require me. Occasionally they require me to make a joke and sometimes I get a laugh and that's nice, but I'm not known as a person who is a funny comedy person. I like to think I am. I do get a laugh, but... I don't go for the laughs because that's not the jobs that I do. And uh, it's like, you know, calling up a plumber and wondering why he's suddenly painting your walls. Like, no, man, I called, I need a plumber right now. I appreciate that you can paint, but uh, plumbing is what I need right now. So the jobs that I do on television that you may see me do, don't call for that as a general rule. But I, I've, I love it. I love making people laugh and I love finding the funny in things and I love exploring humour and I love using satire and, 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 and comedy as a way to change people's minds. And so I created this show and I guess I'm going to learn a whole lot <laughs> because I think I'm about to make a massive mistake and I'm thrilled about it, thrilled about it. I'm so excited because in my life, the biggest breakthroughs in my career have all happened basically out of the back, off the back of some manufactured serendipity, deliberately putting myself in a situation that has caused hitherto un combined factors to combine and then create an unknown opportunity or possibility that I then take advantage of. And that's how I've been able to find some of the jobs you may know me for or, or create things like a book or a podcast. And that's what I'm doing here. I'm deliberately doing this and I'm actually deliberately doing it. And, and you know, it, it, it might be successful. We might sell a fuck ton of tickets. We might not. Doesn't matter either way. 
it's this moment that I'm, I'm thrilled about. I'm glad I found that and I'm glad I've got given permission to make the mistake and commit into the making and understanding that making a mistake is a part of the learning and a part of the breakthrough. Also, as I was madly rigging all the cameras and, and figuring out the microphone rig today, I was listening to Rich Roll interview Rick Rubin and early in the podcast, Rick just says, look, if you deliberately make it for an audience, it's going to suck, essentially. Make it so you love it. Make it so you and your friends in the studio love it and then release it and let it go and then it's done. And I can tell you, the people I'm making this show with, we fucking love it because it's funny as shit and it's a lot of fun to play in this space and it's so much fun to play together as adults playing in this world that we create together on stage. They only exist in that moment. And when you get an audience involved, you know, the 70, 100, 200 people in the room, we are all together creating a version of reality that we're existing in and are agreeing on the edges of the rules of the universe that move every couple of seconds and operating and having fun within that space. And then that is gone the moment the show's over and it's never going to happen again. And that's an amazing feeling. And I can't, I can't wait for that. And I really, I, I, whatever happens at the show tonight, we're going to be okay. It's going to be amazing. There's more shows to come. You'll find the link in my bio. Some of the shows may, may move. There's been, been a few shifts in um, the theatre. So some of the shows may move, but all the tickets will be obviously honoured. Some of the shows may move here or there. But I can't wait. I'll report back to you next week on how we go, but I'd love you to come. Come and be a part of this, this enormous moment of learning for you, for me, for the cast. It's going to be great. Have a uh, have a cracking day. If you come into the show tonight, let me know you heard this. Come and say hey afterwards. Thanks for listening. It's nice to be back. Thanks, Andy Ma, for cutting this together. Thanks, Rachel Barrett, for executive producing and managing the various whimsical ideas that I have as I go along on my path to serendipity and creation. I'll see you Monday. Alok Vadmenon is on the show. They are a stunning human being. I've done a whole podcast about what happened when I was on stage with them and um, they still agreed to come on my podcast and it's fucking cool, man. It's fucking cool. I can't wait for you to hear them. All right. Have a cracking weekend. I'll see you Monday. Thanks for listening. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.